The Mixed Bag on the After Reality Podcast Network. He is not Will Simmons, but I am Spencer Kitley, and this is After Reality. Welcome back to, we'll call it, the Megapod on the After Reality Podcast Network, presented to you by our partners at Fantasy for Reality. Fantasy, the numeral four, reality.com. That's where we, where we play all of our fantasy games, and right now, that's three of them. The Bachelorette, The Challenge, Spies, Lies, and Allies, and Survivor. Check it out. Play along with your friends. Play along with your colleagues. There will be a new season booting up at the beginning of January for the upcoming season of The Bachelor. And uh, those three shows that I named, The Bachelorette, The Challenge, and Survivor. That's what we're talking here on the Megapod tonight. And no, I don't have a mouse in my pocket. So it's just me. Uh, we've been having some a, a tough fall scheduling and, and otherwise uh, Will couldn't make it tonight he wished he could have been here uh, but wanted to go ahead and 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 break down some of the the stuff that happened this week I thought we had the best episode of the season on the challenge Spies, Lies and Allies another really great episode of Survivor um, where we saw something we've never seen before uh, the do or die and, and then we had Hometowns on The Bachelorette with Michelle. Um, hometowns in her hometown of, of Minneapolis. And uh, we're down to the final three guys. Mintel all next week on The Bachelorette. And we, it's finally out there uh, for, for the whole world to see. Clayton, the new Bachelor, we, we, we talked about that here on the pod a couple weeks ago. But Clayton, uh, his season will premiere just after the new year. I believe that's January 3rd is the date. Um, some people are really excited for him to be The Bachelor. Others not so sure. We didn't get to know him that well on, on Michelle's season, so it might be uh, more of a breaking in period uh, for him. And it's, We had to do the same thing for Matt James. We didn't really know Matt because he wasn't part of the franchise. And, and I guess we knew Matt even, even less than, than we know Clayton. But we're going to talk all three of our core shows here tonight. Um, watching some other stuff that's that's going on in, in reality TV land as well. Probably won't hit on that, but uh, Real Housewives Salt Lake City, they had the week off this week. Winter House wrapped up a fantastic season. Really, really enjoyed that. And it's probably not more than just a couple months into early February when Summer House comes out. That's their usual time frame. So not too long to wait on that one. Vanderpump Rules keeps turning along. Below Deck's having a, a really solid new season. Below Deck's one of those shows, along with The Challenge, and along with The Bachelor franchise right now, that they've just been running back-to-back-to-back seasons. And as much as I love all three of those, I, make me want it more. Make me want it. Uh, don't, don't just give it to me all the time. Uh, I, I end up being spoiled and, eh, at times... A tiny bit bored. Um, but a great, great episode of Below Deck this week. Um, may, maybe one of the probably top ten all-time episodes, if you want to go back and check that one out. And then uh, other things, the the Challenge All-Stars on Paramount+. Plus. Tiny bit behind, going to get caught back up because 
that is just something that makes me very happy to watch. So, uh, without further ado, we'll go ahead and get into things here. But before we do, I want to remind you to follow us on Twitter at After Reality Pod, like the After Reality TV podcast page on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram at After Reality Podcast. Podcast. Also, reminder: subscribe wherever you download your podcast. Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, or Stitcher. And don't forget to check out our website, AfterRealityPodcast.com. So, our starting point is The Bachelorette. Uh, it's, it's hometowns. We have four guys. We have Brandon, Rodney, Joe, and Nate. And we couldn't get around this awkward entrance to the show, but we enter with this lame conversation. It's a walk and talk with Tasha and Michelle. It's very stiff. It's very rehearsed. Um, very much why Tasha and Caitlin are called mentors and not hosts. That's their official title, mentor. And I'm looking forward to seeing Jesse Palmer in action come January. I was disappointed we didn't see him in the preview for for Clayton season, but looking forward to seeing Mr. Palmer and hopefully what what he can add. I think having the voiceovers match the host and and things like that will be uh, nice to have. Uh, First date, though, was with Brandon. uh, Indoor skate park. And for Brandon, not a good look. Falling, tripping, stumbling, bumbling. Clowning him just like they did Joe in the hoops gym. Although, you miss a shot from from time to time in the hoops gym. I don't know that Brandon been on a skateboard in a while. I, I get that there's cameras and there's Michelle and he's nervous, but um, tough look. Maybe would have got out, got out and got a few uh, kick flips and or and ollies in before I, I I jumped in in there and tried to um, show what I could do to to national television. Tough look for Brandon. Although his kind of hometown portion of the date, meeting mom, dad, brother. His brother who postponed joining the military to be there, which is, hey, that, that's pretty cool. But also, like, he did get to be on TV. Um, his dad and Michelle really hit it off. And dad, in the group setting, even tells Brandon, like, hey, I, I like Michelle. And it's like, this is a good fit. It may be the best fit for Michelle. We don't know. But it was instantly very easy. Michelle called it kind of just like overwhelming support and that's exactly what it was and probably the most supportive uh, that we saw of the bunch uh, Rodney was the next date they showed us looking for this fabled first kiss apple um, third blind t- taste testing of the season between, for this pair which eh, that may have played itself out at this point uh, meet the parents it's Rodney, um, who's best friends with his mom, and mommy tells uh, mom mom tells Rodney like, hey, like I'm scared for you. I'm scared that you would be brokenhearted, and um, and she she talks to Michelle about that, and mom and eventually is in tears with Rodney because he's he's so serious, not necessarily bad tears, but. It was not the best uh, date. Not a bad one. 
but the others seem to shine a little more. Um, Joe, his one-on-one meeting at Joe's high school there in Minneapolis, um, and then they, there ends up being a prom. Michelle eats it up uh, after she had already eaten up, like getting put up on the wall at, at Joe's hangout area in his high school, which if, if he's really Mr. Basketball, he never had a girlfriend in high school is what he said. That's a bit of a head scratcher. I'm, I'm thinking that might not have been the case, but who knows? But she called it the most romantic date she had ever been on. And, and this is Michelle who kind of had a sad story about being last pick for prom and first pick for basketball earlier in the season. Um, and the parents, dad seems kind of discouraged. And mom, she seems like a prototype Midwestern lady. But the sister-in-law is the chatty one of the bunch. She came prepared for this date. She was, in my opinion, the star of hometowns, for sure this hometown. And like we, we usually give superlatives for like best hometown, and we give superlatives for best family member. Hands down, Joe's sister-in-law. She was ready. I'm curious if Joe's brother is more talkative when he's not on camera, but sister-in-law shined. Afterwards, Joe takes the next step with Michelle. Hey, like I'm falling in love with you. And I feel like that's the piece that Joe was lacking. Joe's been number one in my, in my um, bachelor rankings all season. Um, he's in a good spot, obviously. He's in the final three. Um, the other person I think that's in a really good spot is Nate. Uh, his stint in, and Nate lives here in our fair city of Austin, Texas. But I don't know that stand up paddle boarding like, signifies Austin when you're like need to have a little bit of Austin in your day. It, it's fine. We have a lake, people stand up paddle board. There's also a lot of lakes in Minnesota, and people stand up paddleboard there. And that's where they did this. But ultimately, Nate, or Nathaniel, shall we call him, is falling for Michelle. Michelle's going to be the first person that ever meets Nate's family. And Michelle's got red flags going off like, wait, no one's ever met your family before? And I wasn't that worried about it. Um... Another redheaded mom here seemed to be a theme for the week. Redheaded moms. And uh, Leanna is her name, and she has a lot of questions for Michelle. De- Stepdad, who's actually not married to his mom anymore, but he's so close to him, they, they still came and did this together. Um, Nate did tell he does have a, a good relationship with his dad, so like, Things seem to be on the up and up there, but and stepdad's skeptical too, and he's like, "I'm not sure Nathaniel can go can get here, and he's never been in love, and I'm worried about his ability to get there." But then Nate has a very nice heart to heart with the stepdad. They hug, they tell each other how they feel about each other, really for the first time ever, which very vulnerable vulnerable state for old Nathaniel and for stepdad here on national TV. It's a really nice uh, bachelor moment. Um, that, while the, well, 
Joe's uh, sister-in-law shined the most. The, this is probably the, the the nicest moment, maybe the the best hometown, and I think Michelle felt pretty good after that date, um, and and she she got to go kind of reconvene with her thoughts when Bree and Serena P showed up from from her and Matt James their their collective season with Matt James. And apparently, post-match season, they've become very close. Um, they want to hear. They want to hear how things are going. Blah blah blah. We kind of waste some more time. We're we're wasting time kind of regularly this season. But just to wrap it up, put a bow on it. Roses, Brandon, Nate, and Joe. Goodbye to Rodney. A very gracious. Um, goodbye, one of the the most uh, uh, kind of just just went out in a in a really nice way, um, and not something we always see on the show or at this stage in the game. But uh, next week, December sixth, the men tell all, and then we will go. I I don't know if we'll go to fantasy suites and the finale um, in the same week or not. Um, so there, there's at least two more weeks, if not three more weeks of the show as we head down the stretch towards Christmas time. Uh, and again, as I mentioned, January 3rd, uh, Clayton season. We've seen the intro package. Looks like some, some nice level cattiness going on there, some crying from Clayton. So curious to see what shakes out uh, on that season. And fantasy for reality, um, as far as that goes, it's been a real bloodbath. Uh, fantasyforreality.com is where Will and I are playing our bachelorette season right now. My wannabe baller squad has scored nearly 3,200 points. Will's Jesse Palmer's friend squad, 1,500 points. Um, he does still have a dog in the fight with Brandon, uh, but uh, the season high scores are Nate in first place and Joe in second place. So uh, too late probably to sign up to play this season, but if that sounds like fun, stay tuned during the holidays. Get you and your friends signed up for Clayton season. Um, and it, it's it's a new way to play or to watch. It's, it's a fun. If you ever have any questions, uh, reach out through the site. I help, help them uh, answer the the support emails and also do the official scoring over there. So reach out with anything you need. Let's switch gears to the challenge spies, lies and allies. And it is episode 17 drop dead. The name of the episode, but 17 episodes and the end is not there. Like uh, we're going at least 20. Because we're not to the final yet. The final is usually an episode, maybe two, and a reunion. We've been trucking since August, I believe. Uh, and we're coming off a week where the Emerald Cell won yet again. Nelson and Ruby lost yet again. And Nelson has, I mentioned it, I believe, on the last pod, but he has a heck of a streak going as far as losses in a daily challenge. So, as of this week, Nelson has lost 
51 straight daily challenges. This, this uh, I'll give credit. This is an uh, old friend of the pod, Alan Aguirre's Twitter account. Um, doing the math, the statistical chance of Nelson losing that many challenges is 0.0024%. And to win just one out of 51 challenges, it's almost a 100% chance that he would win one. So he's achieved the near impossible by losing and losing and losing. And, and that's what Ruby did last week. Uh, we saw Emmy go into the lair last week, take out Big T. Big T got, got home for the second time since she didn't have to go home the first time. And then we saw Emmy stay on Sapphire with Uncle CT and Kyle. Now this week, Kyle, he really wants to run that final with CT because CT does what CT does and CT wins. And there's a lot of others talking about how they're going to get to the final, how they want to win that money. You see Tori and Emmanuel and CT. Uh, we're sitting like at the precipice of what might be the last men's elimination. You got Nelly T getting his game face on. Like it's it's getting down to that time. I mean, by the time we get to this episode, we have ten people left. So the final has got to be within arm's reach. And this week's challenge, we played a game called Dead Drop. The inverse of the name of the uh, episode Drop Dead. And hanging out of the water, there's this like gauntlet. Ten secret capsules had to be retrieved. Transfer them as fast as you can. All while other teams lob bombs at you. And oh, by the way, don't drop your capsules in the water. Or don't have one in your hand when you go in the water. Right off the bat, we got to see Kyle and CT go. And they were doing a pretty good job. And then once Kyle and Amy hit the water, CT balled out. This is a GOAT performance from CT. Seldom got hit. Uh, he lets those other two end up in the water and like Emmy, not real swift to foot. And he gets a second capsule and then he just goes bananas. They queue up I need Kamosis, here comes the hot stepper. He collects five and then six and then seven. The only two they didn't get are the two that Emmy and Kyle fell in the water with. Uncle C T seven. Emmy zero. Kyle zero. Way to go, guys. Um, Devin, the sharpshooter, takes out Ruby like really well with his throws um, as it's their turn. Almost every capsule ends up in the water for the Ruby team. So again, bravo, Nelson. 51. 51. Um, the Emerald Cell goes, and really quickly, Casey, Emmanuel, Nani, Amanda... They all fall down. Cue up the grits for them. Um, they're all falling in the water. It's all on Devin. And hey, Devin was performing. Devin was competing. Let's give Devin his due. I mean, and then there's Teach. Just clowning Amanda for not being able to climb the ladder. Tells her she's a joke. 
you won't be able to run the final. Later on, it's my final, which we started kind of getting back to last week. Devin ends up falling too. Despite being the best on his team, Emerald has four capsules, and then Devin gets them to six. And then Emmanuel gets them to seven. They end with seven. Emerald versus CT and the cell that got it done the fastest was not cell, Sapphire Cell. It was Cell CT. He owned this. This is one of the most dominant, dominant individual performances in a group daily challenge that I've ever seen. And I've seen almost every episode in the 37 seasons of this show. Uh, really impressive. Goes up there with the backpack and the elimination as far as his dossier of greatness. The Sapphire Cell of Emmy, Kyle, and CT are the agency. After that, we go to the go back to the headquarters. We go to the bar, restaurant. It was a new place this week. We also have the deliberation. All these things leading up to the deliberation. Nelson and Logan seem to strike an agreement to not face off with each other in the lair, which is smart. Because at this point in time, a team of Tori, Nelson, and uh, and Logan really strong. The team that just won, Sapphire, strong team. The other team, Emmanuel and Casey, good players. The other players, Amanda, Nani, Devin. Devin can do some stuff. Amanda and Nani. Nothing. That's the weakest team now, despite the the track record they've had of late. Devin's preparing to go in to the lair. I'm fully expecting him as a, as a viewer to go into the lair. And at the deliberation, CT got testy. He wanted some people to actually stand up and say something. Nobody was doing that. I was thinking it was going to be Emmanuel. It just felt like that's where we were going. But it ends up being Logan that's compromised. Kyle protected Devin as best he could, knowing that it's still an option that the nominee's choice could still be Devin. And the lair. It's like, who will Logan choose? There, there's some thought that it's Devin. Could be Emmanuel. Logan ends up choosing to do battle with pain in his heart chooses his friend Emmanuel Uh, I mean I am baffled as to how Devin dodged this bullet at the same time he could be in the final with Amanda and Nani so maybe he didn't dodge a bullet because if he could have gone in and won he could have put himself on a better team he didn't go in we're playing rocket run which is something unlike I've ever seen before in an elimination. Two rockets with a podium to each side. And, in, and it's just an endurance challenge. We'll keep going and going until someone falls. Or, excuse me, fails to get it done in 15 seconds. And it's round after round after round just waiting for someone to break. And then eventually we drop to 10 seconds. Even still, they're both making it back with three seconds left. And then Logan makes the mistake. He gets hung up on the rocket, cannot get up off the mat, doesn't even really seem to try to get up off the mat. 
So he's deactivated. Emmanuel's the winner. And I'm thinking, all right, well, will he infiltrate? Will he go take Kyle's spot and be with CT and Emmy? Will he go to the Ruby cell? Which I guess would, would have only had Nelson to, to take because he couldn't take the empty Logan spot. Or does he go back with his team that's got some duds on it? But he's not given that option. Rejoin the rest of the group. Ten, agent, ten agents remaining. We're getting close to the finals, what TJ has to say. Although we're standing in the lair. And what we do here is we eliminate people. I was like, hold up. Hold the phone. Hold my beer. What are we doing? Because for the first time all season, this is getting good. This was a good episode this week. In, in, in all facets. And especially here, where we're apparently going to eliminate some people right here, right now. This is like the WWE I want to have a match right here, right now. But And before we leave the lair here, we're going to have two more agents sent home. That will get us down to eight. Presumably our total for the final. Will our final be a team? Will our finals be pairs? Will they be individual? We don't know. I'm very curious to see where we land here. Is it some form of the the existing teams do we merge some teams do we throw it all out the window altogether do we draft pairs I, I'm just really want to know this is the the best cliffhanger of the season where I am very curious about what's next step what the next steps are for us uh, and I just left it with a whoa uh, I think it's gonna be interesting to see CT has it all out there in front of him. He could really do some damage. On the women's side, I think Casey, despite being super boring, she's got the best chance, her and Tori. Um, I don't know that Emmy can outlast anyone. Um, I I don't know how well she does in a puzzle. I don't know how she does in endurance running. Those are the two things. Endurance running is the thing that Amanda and Nani can do decently. Not great. Decently. Uh, I think it's going to be tough for Devin. I think it might be tough for Kyle. Although I'd love to see Kyle win a final. Uh, CT, though. This could be his third final in his last five tries. He's been alternating every other season. So, three finals. Assuming he gets there. If he can pick up a win, be his third win in five tries, his fifth win overall, which I think puts him second only to the greatest of all time, Mr. Johnny Bananas with his seven rings, uh, Tom Brady style. So I'm looking forward to next week. I'm looking forward to getting caught up on All-Stars. I love that All-Stars has the mechanism that whoever finishes last place in the Daily Challenge automatically is in the elimination. I kind of feel like we should go back to that um, on the main show. If you get it done in the daily challenge or you're going into the elimination. It's great incentive to go out and perform well. 
To wrap this up, though, um, Fantasy for Reality, yet again, the challenge, Spies, Lies, and Allies. Um, still kicking. Obviously, we still have 10 people left in the game. And you thought it was a blowout on The Bachelorette. Uh, Will and I... Let's just say I have eight of the remaining ten players in the game. He does have CT and you know, Emmanuel. But it, it is a tough row to hoe for Mr. Simmons as I have more than a 3,000 point lead. Highest point getter for the season. Any guesses? Any guesses? The highest point getter for the season I believe is Emmy. Four elimination wins and then doing a lot of uh, changing, uh, infiltrating and changing teams. 850 points for Emmy. She's been putting, putting up the numbers here this season. So, uh, curious to see where we go. I would think we probably wrap up the challenge before the holidays, but we will wait and see. Turning the page to Survivor, Season 41. We're on Episode 11. Similar title to the challenge this week. Do or Die. And it's been a really good season of Survivor. They've been on a steady roll of good seasons consecutively. We did have a break during the pandemic where they weren't filming, so a long time between the all-star season of, of season 40 and now season 41. Uh, we're coming off a big blind side of Shan where she went home with an idol in her pocket. Liana was blindsided by Danny, Deshaun, Ricard and company. And Ricard, Xander, Erica and Heather now appear to be the controlling group in the game. Danny, Deshaun and Liana are on the outs. And it is going to get very interesting from this point forward. I mean, getting into this week, Danny was, like, an emotional guy this week. His anniversary of his father passing away when he was a child, and we spent some time with that. Uh, it's day 21. We've been out there for a while. But we're only playing 26 days, so we're getting close. Uh, seven players left. We have a dangerous twist today where players have to take some risk is what Jeff breaks the fourth wall with. And then Jeffy P says, hey, like participating can be a risk in and of itself. Uh, I get to thinking, like, what's going to happen here? What is he talking about? What are we going to do? Because we're, we're, we're seeing a few new wrinkles this season. That, that I like. Not major changes. I, I, mean, I, think, I think everybody that listens to this podcast for any length of time knows that I like the strife we're putting the players through with the hunger pains and, and those pieces of the puzzle. The challenge, the survivor, handle and balance ball challenge. This thing's a staple uh, where you use the two handles to, to hold your your blocks together and balance a ball. And the first person to drop out has to face a potentially potentially a game of chance at travel. And win it 
and you're safe, lose it, and you die, and you're out of the game. You don't actually die. You're just out of the game. Um, so we're playing do or die. Heather and Liana are going to make the choice to sit out the game. So not eligible for immunity, Heather and Liana. I don't... I. I, I see Heather sitting out this because Heather's not very good at challenges. As far as Liana, she might be rethinking this uh, right about now. Um, but Deshaun ends up being the first to drop out. So he is at risk. Erica falls out too. That leaves Danny, Ricard, and Xander there in that challenge. And that's the crew. Those are the guys that are going to win challenges. But Ricard and Xander drop almost exactly at the same time in a very emotional Danny. Wins of an individual immunity, I think, at a very opportune time for him. Because he's a threat. People don't keep... They're not talking about... They're talking about Ricard. They're talking about Xander. But Danny has been on the right side of more daily challenge wins than anyone there. First, first individual one. But that blue team, the Luvu squad... They were crushing it. And as we, we're going to get away from playing these stand on a block and balance thing challenges. We're, we're not going to do that every time out. And he's going to go on a run. He is going to win things. He is a, a recent NFL player. That's, that's not something to thumb your nose at. So he's the winner. He, they go back to camp. The talk turns immediately to Ricard being the strongest person there. This is all up to Sean, quote, doesn't die. But Xander is skeptical because he, I mean, because she, if, if, if Deshaun doesn't die, he's out. But he's also safe. So Deshaun cannot be an option unless he just dies. Xander, though, skeptical because he reviews, uh, views Ricard as his shield, which he very much should view him that way, um, because people are viewing Xander and Ricard as the two strong players, not Danny for some reason. But Xander also has an idol and an extra vote. So, like, that's something that has to be considered strongly when you're talking about his place in the game. We go to Tribal. There's a very emotional, real-world conversation for the, the minority cast there at Tribal. Um, Deshaun is concerned about his integrity. He's crying. He was emotional, thinking that maybe he had not rep represented his community well because the game and his own feelings were conflicting. He had to make a tough decision. He's in tears. Um, but he feels better real quick when he does do or die and he gets the fire, and he is safe. Living right. Deshaun and Danny, both safe. And there's no talking. It's not a live tribal. It's time to vote immediately, and I dig it. I'm thinking the smart vote is Ricard. Like, take the swing, everybody. 
Ricard ends up getting a vote from Danny, Deshaun, and Liana. Heather, Xander, Ricard, and Erica all vote for Liana. And we, th we wait to see if there's going to be a tying vote, a 4-4 a uh, vote, and there's not. There's a fifth vote for Liana, an eighth vote. Xander played his extra vote, and it puts us in an interesting spot. There are uh, six people left. Danny and Deshaun seem to be on the bottom now that Liana saw her way out of there after sitting out of that challenge. And I didn't like Liana. I thought she was very untrustworthy. Um, I thought Shan played the game really well. She made a bad move last week. But Liana just... She alienated every person that she ever played with in this game. And I think that's a tough way to play. So, Danny and Deshaun, it's looking like they're on the bottom next week. And I, I just hope Danny can find a way out of it. I think he, if he can go on a winning streak here... Um, Xander can play as idol at the right time. If Danny can get an idol next week, if Danny and Deshaun can figure out which of them needs safety, um, maybe one of them also wins immunity in the challenge. Otherwise, it's Ricard and Xander's uh, to lose unless Danny and Deshaun can somehow convince Heather and Erica that, hey, Ricard and Xander are going to beat all of us. And we've seen it done. Just don't know if, if they can fully convince them. Uh, Heather's just there. I'm taking Heather to the final. I want Heather with me in the final because I know I'm going to beat her no matter what. Say what you want about that, but I like a sure thing. I don't want to sweat it out. I want to leave it up to a jury that might be salty because they're not going to vote that way. But anyhow. 11 episodes in. I think we're probably a couple weeks out from the finale. It's a really solid season. And uh, next week to review it, we're going to have our friend of the pod and former Survivor producer, Mr. Kenneth Browder, here with us. Uh, so hopefully it'll be a, a, a three-banana game. Uh, and speaking of Kenneth, he, he plays fantasy for reality with us he has been in the lead for most of the season but i finally rallied to overtake him uh and it's it's looking good uh for my squad danny erica heather and ricard all still in the game all on my team uh all putting up points danny and xander the two high point total people for the season on the show and uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, Will sitting there with Xander, Kenny sitting there with Deshaun on his squad. Um, so we'll be back next week. We'll be hopefully more than just me uh, on all of our shows, having uh, a nice a nice dive in around kind of everything in the reality TV verse. Um, so much to catch up on. I talked about it at the top of the pod a lot of different stuff I'm, I'm dabbling in and watching and on the scripted side 
spending a lot of time trying to get caught up on Yellowstone. It is really good. Uh, if you've heard it's really good, take your friend's word for it. Go watch Yellowstone. Spend some time with it during the holidays. It's a really, really great watch. Uh, I, I can't recommend it enough. And he, I'm also enjoying the, the reboot of Dexter. Uh, that's over on Showtime, so, so check that out. Obviously, uh, not shows we're talking about here on the Reality TV Podcast. But um, have a great Friday tomorrow, if that's when you're listening, or a great weekend. I uh, want to remind you to follow us on Twitter at After Reality Pod, like the After Reality TV podcast page on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram at After Reality Podcast. Also, remind you to subscribe wherever you download your podcast Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, or Stitcher. And don't forget to check out our website, AfterRealityPodcast.com. You can find me on the Twitter at Spencer Kitley, and you can find at Fantasy4Reality on both Instagram and Twitter. Until we chat again, I will remind you, we like bears and Mexican food. All's fair in love, war, and challenges. And this tribe has spoken right here on After Reality. <laughs>